Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. Alrighty, okie dokie, holy moly, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> let's just rock and ride with it. I want to say good evening to you. Yes, it is about three minutes before 10 p.m. right here in Peninsula, those states, South, South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. And of course, it is actually the, the 14th day of the month of December, the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, that's right. The year's almost done and dusted. And I'm hoping by the special grace of the maker of all things that you and I get to see the end of this year. Uh, this year is not going to see the end of us. We're going to ride up through it and we're going to enter into a brand new year with brand new hopes and brand new dreams. And of course, brand new opportunities coming our way. At the risk of sounding like I'm doing some sermons, so I'm just going to stop that right there and let's get straight into the swing. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. And of course, this is like chit chat news, that's what it is chit chat news update, making it short and simple for you, taking it very lightly, and of course, uh, making it easy for you and I to just pretty much unwind and of course, do some thinking about the events uh, that are making the news as we speak right here and now so that's pretty much what this is all about so we're going to be thinking out loud yeah pretty much about um, all the stories that are coming through events are taking place uh, second by second trust me and of course uh, the same stories have been made <laughs> thanks a lot for stopping by all right um, you know the world is still talking a great deal about what happened in Nigeria, in um, Katsina State, northwest Nigeria, you know, over the weekend, Friday night, when some gunmen on motorbikes within very dangerous arms and ammunition, assault rifles, and all, they stormed a particular school in a town known as Kankara. Kankara is actually in Katsina State. And the thing about Katsina State is that it happens to be the home state of the president of Nigeria. Muhammad Buhari, you know, a retired major, retired general of the Nigerian army, you know, he's got the rare fortune, you know, of having to serve this country at the highest level, both in a military capacity and now he's just got into the second term of a civilian administration with us. So let's just say pretty much, um, you know, he's done almost seven years now on the saddle. And I can assure you, it's always a busy day with us here in Nigeria. Things happen in all sorts of ways. And I guess somebody is saying, well, that's not just in Nigeria only. It happens everywhere that way. Well, you may be right. But right now, let's just quickly put Nigeria in perspective. Where the governor of um, Nigeria's Kassina State, Amina Mesari, says the gunmen who kidnapped hundreds of schoolboys from the town of Kankara have made contact and discussions are underway uh, to ensure the boys safe return and that's like music to my ears i don't know about you now the governor made the comments after meeting nigeria's president Muhammad buhari in his hometown of Dara. he has not given details of the negotiations of whether the kidnappers have made ransom demands but said we are making progress and the outlook is positive 
All right, that's good news, isn't it? Now, the governor also restated that the Nigerian military have identified the children's uh, locations. Let me just pause for a second here. This reminds me of what happened when the Chibok girls were also kidnapped, you know, uh, you know, in the, um, uh, the predecessor, uh, the predecessor of Muhammad Buhari was good luck, Jonathan. He had all of these troubles that Buhari is having today. You know, he had all of them. I recall when the Chibok girls were taken away, I recall that President Goodluck Jonathan said something like, you know, we know where they are. We know where they are. And a lot of people were just losing it. How in the world can this man say he knows where they are and he's not doing anything to get them out from their captors? That was the response to such comments coming from uh, President Goodluck Jonathan at the time. And that's pretty much what has been said here now that um, the location of the boys are known. And why, for crying out loud, are we talking ransom? Go pick them up if you know where they are. Then that would be a justified, um, should I say, reaction from me against the backdrop of um, the example I just gave you about what happened with the Good Luck Jonathan administration when over 220 Chibok schoolgirls were taken away. But this one, it's pretty much, you know, a single-set school at, at, at the same time. This one is an all-boys school. And tr- trust me, they are also in the boarding house. And it's like like a replay, a rehash of what, whatever, you know, has been done with um, the attack on schoolboys and schoolgirls. It makes you wonder what exactly is the goal here. Now, the governor made a comments after meeting Nigeria's President Muhammad Buhari in his hometown, like I told you. He said, he, but he has not given details of the negotiations or whether the kidnappers have made ransom demands. But he says the outlook is positive. The governor also restated that the Nigerian military have identified the children's location. More than 300 remain missing after armed men attacked their school on Friday night in the northwest, uh, northwestern state of Katsina at the boarding secondary school had 800 students. Now, the Nigerian army also weighing in on this conversation big time. Uh, it says um, about 333 boys are still unaccounted for after an attack on a, board, a boarding school in Katsina state. But says common criminals are to blame rather than Islamists. And I find that quite curious. How come you're so sure that these are common criminals and not Islamists? Why do we always end up hearing this pretty much dumb narratives coming from sources of power in this country? It says Islamists should not be blamed. Now, the, the bandits, you know, who came and stormed the school and took away hundreds of our boys are just common criminals not islamist now am i the only one who finds this a bit funny i don't know now how much investigation have you done did you apprehend some of these people how did you get to the conclusion that these people are actually common criminals not islamist islamist militants uh, boko haram you know who are pretty much um, the people holding sway in the northern part of the country with an insurgency uh, that has stunned everybody over 11 years now. But this looks like the Boko Haram terrorists 
or the ISIS um, for West Africa uh, group, you know, the two militant uh, Islamic groups, you know, in in alliance and creating mayhem in the northern part of the country. It's sad that this um, reportal has been made by the Nigerian army without any evidence of, um, you know, confirmation that these people were actually uh, not in any way related to the Boko Haram terrorist group and also they don't share the same ideology and whatever. Now about 800 pupils were enrolled at the government secondary school for boys in the Kankara town and of course um, according to the armed forces spokesperson we increased our deployment in the whole of that area where we have some volunteered information about them, Army spokesman Major General John Nietzsche said. Now, earlier, the Nigerian presidential spokesman, Garuba Shehul, said he believed just 10 children were still being held by the captors. Many may simply have fled, according to him, when he was speaking in a report uh, monitored on the BBC that a lot of students ran out of the school into the surroundings. Of course, the bandits still went ahead to kidnap some of them. Armed groups often kidnap people for ransom in northwestern Nigeria, but so far no group has claimed responsibility for the attack on Friday or demanded ransom. Now, how from quite aloud can you say nobody has made, you know, uh, any demands? Nobody, nobody, nobody has actually, you know, claimed that they carried out the attacks, uh, you know, like claim responsibility over what happened on Friday night in the Kankara town, especially at that school, which, which is an all-boys school, like um, we mentioned in the course of that particular story. Now, still on the same issue of the storming by armed bandits of the school in Kankara in Katsina State, one of the students who got lucky and pretty smart, you know, tells a story about how he was able to make a break for it tree trunks, some quick thinking, and crawling several miles through the forest helped a Nigerian schoolboy escaped from kidnappers. The 70-year-old student, whose name can't reveal right now, was abducted alongside more than 500 others from government science secondary school in the northwestern Katsina state on Friday night. We have been pushed and bitten. We spent the night marching, sometimes working on thorns. 30 minutes before dawn, we are told to sleep. According to the young man, he said that while the group was resting, he found a tree under which he sat down. Now, after we sat down, I leaned back a little. I found the side of a tree in which I hid behind. I lay down and stretched out my legs. Now, when the gunmen ordered the rest of us to, to move on, they didn't notice him behind the tree, he says. After everyone left, I started crawling and looking around until I entered a nearby village. And it is by the special grace of God that I was able to escape, he said. You know, lucky escape for that young man there. Now, the Casino State Governor, Mino Bailey Mercer, said about 333 students were still missing, but it is not clear how many of them are with their abductors right now, as many may have run away and not yet been found. He also said that the kidnappers had made contact and negotiations were underway. However, Garou Bashe, who is spokesman for the president, 
uh, is insisting that about 10, only about 10 of the students that are still missing and being held with the gunmen. Now, that's what I call discordant tones coming from different quarters in this particular situation. The governor says one thing, the Nigerian army says another, and of course the students who escaped, they also say another. It makes you wonder. <laughs> Isn't this quite a drama, if you ask me? Okay, okay, okay. Now, still talking about the young man's escape. Uh, the student who escaped said that the armed men came to the school about 9.30 p.m. local time on Friday and that many students jumped the school fence and fled when they heard gunshots. However, they were tracked by the gunmen who had flashlights and who told, tricked them into believing that they were security personnel and asked them to return. Now, the students would later realize that the men were not who they said they were. So sad, isn't it? All right, let's take the news action somewhere, somewhere in West Africa. We had some state from Benin, Togo, and Ghana watched as Ivory Coast President Alassane Ouattara took the oath of office on Monday for the third time in the midst of a political crisis. Last month, he won a controversial third term in office in an election boycotted by the opposition. He addressed the political situation in his speech and actually, you know, announcing that he was instructing the Prime Minister to organize discussions with political parties before legislative elections due early next year. The Ivorian president then promised to create a ministry of social cohesion as the country is still divided by the recent electoral process. He called on the opposition to seize the opportunity to help ease the tense political climate in the country to enable dialogue and reconciliation to happen. President Watara declared that education, health and youth unemployment were his major priorities. He has also said that um, the country will receive his first COVID-19 vaccines in April next year. Now, that would not surprise me because uh, most of the world leaders are looking for ways to actually pass the message through that they are indeed going to opt for the vaccines, you know, as a fight against COVID-19. Now, the conspiracy theorists, I'm, I have a field day over comments such as these. And of course, online, there are stories here and there, you know, uh, pretty much unfolding all sorts of thinkings about it at the moment. Some say it's going to be the mark of the beast. You would not believe what's out there in terms of information or being ascribed to those who think they know better about what the vaccine is all about and of course what the intent of those who put it together actually is even the sponsors of um, you know these vaccines being made they are also not getting any respite from you know what i would call the people's parliament everyone is talking about it but i just hope that in due course what will happen will be the best for all of us now i want to say thanks a whole lot for stopping by to listen to my podcast it was great having you for company it is always delightful having you for company trust me when i say that because i mean that in every single way you are the reason why i do these podcasts and thanks a lot for appreciating it once again my name is mr k but folks call me the cool k 
it is always a delight to come your way on this platform let me just quickly say that in case you want to listen to my other audio podcast it's pretty easy just go to anchor.fm and on the on the part where they put um, this cover it is the the, the icon or should i say um whatever it is you will see the the icon you know with with a with a head a headpiece or what they call earphones and of course under the earphones under that graphic you would see the inscription discover now you click on that discover then you just type mr k24 radio mr for mr ky for k24 for 24 and of course radio mr k24 radio type that on the discover icon and you can bet your last money voila all my audio podcasts are gonna come straight up in your face and you can afford to miss it <laughs> thanks a lot i gotta go mana here bye Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah.